I've been thinking this week about moments of recognition, times of sudden awareness and connection that impact our lives. Sometimes they're simply small occurrences that reconnect us with people or places that are meaningful to us, like unexpectedly encountering an old friend or a long-lost family member or maybe traveling home to the old family farmhouse at Christmas time. Sometimes it's a moment of transcendence, a little bush burning on a mountainside in which we somehow recognize the very presence of God. For those who will turn aside and listen, such moments can change the world. Of course, sometimes our initial attempts to tune in to that sense of purpose and direction can be a little misguided. My little niece, Tina, had such a moment of recognition when she was younger. During a quiet moment with her family one day, her stomach growled. With eyes full of wonder, she said, Did you hear that? That was my conscience. <laughs> it said, Do you want to be a good girl? Don't you want to obey mommy? You can hear the instructions that she'd been given, can't you? There's this little voice inside of you, and if you listen, it's going to talk to you at the right moments. <laughs> Actually, as you get older, you learn that, especially during times of holiday feasting, those noises from your stomach actually do reflect your conscience sometimes, so <laughs> keep that in mind. Anyways, to give a simple example of the feeling of recognition that I'm talking about, I was recently reminiscing with my wife about what it feels like to come home after extended overseas traveling. I've been privileged to visit many places around the world, usually while visiting our affiliated communities in New Zealand, Israel, Argentina, and elsewhere. Unfortunately, my wife has not always been able to go with me. Between homeschooling eight children, delivering about 30 babies a year here in the community, and a few other responsibilities, her plate stays pretty full. So as exciting as it may be to travel, nothing compares with the day you come home. Amanda always insists on being there to pick me up at the airport. After the long claustrophobic flight, the mayhem of COVID testing, passport control, baggage claim, immigration, customs, so forth, there comes the moment when at last you're being herded like cattle down the causeway towards a sign inscribed with those beautiful, long-awaited words, airport exit. <laughs> and then, in the pressing rush of all those strangers of every stripe, begins the search for that one face. There are thousands of faces swarming there. Striking faces, charming faces, tired faces. Young, old, some are hopeful, others are anxious or troubled. But your eyes skim distractedly over all of them, probing and searching until suddenly, across the terminal, there she is. It's hard to convey just how much is communicated in that moment of recognition as we lock eyes. Like a homing pigeon, my direction is fixed by that sweet face, and we push our way through the throng and into each other's arms. No matter how many emojis you put in your text messages, there's just nothing that compares to being in the presence of the one that you love.
And if we can feel that way about people made in the image of God, how much more are we created to feel that spark of recognition in those moments when the Creator Himself slips into our world and we glimpse the face of God? The Christmas story contains many such moments when otherwise quite ordinary people find themselves standing amidst eternal ways. I think of when Mary received the astounding news of her conception, and she goes to visit her relative Elizabeth, who is six months pregnant with her own miracle baby. Elizabeth knows nothing of what has happened to Mary. Yet the Gospel of Luke says that when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Imagine the sense of awe and wonder that they must have felt. Have you ever had one of those moments when something inside you leaps up in sudden anticipation of unforeseen possibilities, of newfound hope in God's intentions towards you? Yet it's sobering to consider that such life-changing moments of recognition can be missed. The Bible records instances when some heard the voice of God, while others on the scene only heard thunder. Recognition comes to those who listen, to those who wait in hope and believe. In other words, it requires a posture of attentive faith and eager humility. Jesus once said that all those who belong to the truth would hear his voice. This calls to mind a short story I heard earlier this year from a pastor in our sister community in Israel. This is a true story that made the newspapers in Germany in 2013. A small-scale, old-fashioned sheep farmer in southwestern Germany had awoken one morning to discover that his entire flock of 111 sheep had been stolen in the night. He reported the theft to the local police, but there were no traces or clues. Unfortunately, his sheep had no tags or markings that would distinguish them from others of the same breed. Several weeks later, the authorities learned about a large herd of thousands of sheep about to be exported through the city of Cologne, several hundred miles away. Maybe the shepherd would want to come look at them to see if his sheep were among them. So he came to the freight station. But how could anyone ever know if any of these thousands of identical sheep were his? But the shepherd had an idea. On the day of the transport, he stood with the police officers by the freight depot, while the huge flock of about 5,000 sheep passed by them. At intervals, the shepherd called out for his sheep amidst the teeming throng. Sure enough, every time he called, a few sheep would detach themselves and come stand at his feet. After all the rest of the 5,000 were loaded, they counted the small flock gathered beside the shepherd. There were exactly 111 sheep. Even the policemen were stunned 
and convinced that these sheep were indeed the lost sheep that rightfully belonged to the shepherd. So a moment of recognition, of hearing and following the voice of the shepherd can change your destiny. It can get you off the train to nowhere and headed back towards the fields of home. Wendell Berry once wrote an insightful anecdote about a moment of recognition. It's set in the old rural south, and he recounts how a man named McKinley gets lost in the dark while trying to make his way home late one night. It's a warm, clouded summer night with not a single star to cut the darkness. His older brother, Bill, is standing in the door of the house, listening to McKinley's footfalls as he runs across the pasture. Bill can hear when McKinley misses the house, continues across the draw, and out where the pasture widened on the other side. McKinley's steps start to wander and circle in disoriented confusion, beating faster and faster, no doubt spurred on by thoughts of what might be lurking out in that darkness. At first, Bill smiles to himself, realizing that he knows exactly where McKinley is, but McKinley does not. But then the footfalls turn towards a real danger, the old quarry pool. Bill pushes open the screen door, steps out on the porch and shouts, McKinley! With that one word, that moment of recognition, a map is laid out in McKinley's head, and the path to home and safety is clear once again. What a difference one word from a voice you trust can make when you're lost. In a way, I see what our merciful Lord did at Christmas as similar to the gift of that one word that Bill gave to McKinley that night. It's as if God could hear us wandering in the darkness, looking for home. But as we became more and more confused and panicked, we started heading for the abyss. And all this time, God had been listening. He knew just where we were when we ourselves yet had no idea. So he determined to step out of his house and offer us a word that would change everything. That word became flesh and dwelt among us, that we might all have opportunity to recognize him, to know his voice and discover the direction toward home. So how do you know when it's the voice of the shepherd? After all, there's a lot of competing voices in this world, not to mention the growling of our own appetites. How do we know the voice of love from all the rest? As a clue to answering that question, let me leave you with one last story about a moment of recognition. It's the story in the Bible of the two disciples of Jesus who find themselves walking together on the road to a town called Emmaus shortly after the crucifixion, but before the resurrection has been made clear to them. As they walk, they're discussing their disappointment at their lost hope, their shattered expectations for all that Jesus could have been had he not tragically perished in the cruel Roman execution. It seems their anticipation had been for some kind of political solution to their troubles, and it now seemed out of reach. Just then, a stranger joins them on the road. 
This man seems to know nothing of the recent events, though they were the talk of the town. But the Bible tells us that this stranger was actually Jesus himself, though the disciples' eyes were restrained from recognizing him. So the disciples proceed to fill Jesus in on the events of his own death, until finally he replies and begins to open the scriptures to them as to why all this has happened. Then a curious thing happens. When the disciples were ready to stop at their destination, the Bible says that Jesus indicated that he was going to continue down the road without them. But they constrained him to stay and eat with them, and only then were their eyes opened to recognize his physical form. Then he immediately vanished from their sight. But their awestruck statement in that moment is insightful to help us know how we too can recognize the voice of the Good Shepherd. They said, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us along the road and opened the scriptures to us? They knew who he was, not by the features of his face, but by recognizing the emotive resonance in their hearts. It was as if Jesus, knowing he was about to ascend back to heaven, was intentionally testing them to see if they would still recognize his activity on the earth when it appeared to them in other forms. For you see, it's not a matter of knowing the precise features of Jesus' physical face or the exact frequency of his earthly voice. If it were, then a short video clip would suffice. It would go viral and we would all think we were prepared to recognize him. But the face of love can take many forms. Its voice can come as an anointed song, as a spoken word of truth, or as an act of kindness. But just as surely as that one loved face among the sea of faces in the airport stands out from all the rest, you and me were created with the capacity to recognize those moments when our hearts burn within us and we know we've encountered the love of the Savior. So our hope and prayer is that we would not just celebrate an ancient story here tonight, but that we would know that Bethlehem's eternal child of hope yet lives, that he still offers us moments of recognition along the road, moments that can change your destiny. Much prayer has gone into this music tonight. Prayer that the faces and voices you encounter here would not be ours alone, but as the Bible says, that we all with unveiled faces might simply serve as mirrors to reflect the glory of the Lord who has made us in his own image. And if our hearts burn within us, even tonight, let's not let the moment pass or fall on deaf ears. Let's reorient our lives around his voice and press through the crowd until we're in his arms at last. Thank you again for coming tonight. Please join us as we celebrate new life, new hope, new possibilities born on Christmas Day. <laughs>